0: Well, new developments tonight in the story that we brought you is breaking news just last night at 11 o'clock. Prince George's County Police saying today that the man who shot two of their officers last night will not be facing any criminal charges at all. It's because police should never have been at his home to begin with. Annalisa Gale, live now in Forestville with the details tonight. Annalisa?
1: Jonathan, right now the focus for Prince George's County Police Department is on vetting all warrants. They've now ordered a moratorium that will last between 24 and 48 hours. Meanwhile, people living here at this apartment building are still trying to figure out how this could happen.
2: They went in like they knew where they were going.
1: Victor Harrison watched as several officers approach his neighbor's apartment on Mooring Drive on Wednesday night around 10 p.m. Moments later, his neighbor fired a shot, injuring two officers.
2: The investigation led us to the wrong address.
1: Chief Hank Stowinski says that man will not face charges for opening fire on those officers who went into the apartment with a search warrant after knocking. He was, I mean, he didn't have anything to do with what they were trying to do. The officer's goal was to find information about a drug dealer, but as it turns out, they had inaccurate info from a confidential informant.
2: I believe he fired that weapon because he felt he was defending himself and his daughter.
1: The Prince George's County Police Department is now working on a new set of standardized practices to ensure that the mix-up will never happen again. Everybody is just like careless at at this point because if you're serving a search warrant, you should know exactly where to go. And we're told that that man was devastated after he shot the officers. At this point, one of those officers has been released from the hospital. The other had to have surgery, but they're expected to be okay. Live from Forestville, Annalisa Gale, ABC 7 News.
0: Annal- yeah. Um, it is Wednesday, September 26th. Uh, 2018. I'm gonna keep it real. Um, I don't have a lot of things to talk about right now. Don't really have any major notes, mainly because um, uh, Brett Kavanaugh has taken over the entire news cycle for the past week now. Because of course, um, Brett Kavanaugh the future Supreme Court justice. It's going to happen. Let's let's get that out of the way right now. Brett Kavanaugh is going to be the future Supreme Court justice unless something magical happens like we found out he had consensual sex uh, with a black dude and he was the bottom. Brett Kavanaugh is going to be the future Supreme Court justice. And, uh, no matter how many women come out, which apparently they're coming out in droves now, it's like so far, there are three women uh, that have accused Brett Kavanaugh of sexual harassment or sexual assaults, or just being a douchey ass teenager. Uh, the Republicans are fighting very hard. Mitch McConnell is just about ready to slap somebody because every now and then I keep seeing him on my Twitter feed talking about just like it I hate the We gonna we gonna get this thing out of the way. Uh geez, you know you you knew Ronan Farrow was gonna come in and just blow this wide open because you know nothing says that white dude did it like when Ronan Farrow. Comes in, and of course, uh, he had a co-writer, uh, he collaborated with, I believe, Jane Mayer, that's her name, and they both worked on that New Yorker story that kind of uh, also announced that he was exposing himself. You know, this first of all, this dude has uh turned into a uh walking, living, breathing uh, Brett Easton Ellis character. <laughs> That's basically what happens, um, because it's just like uh, he's like his his whole his whole high school college life is just basically the rules of attraction, and um, the thing about it is, is that I don't even think you know the Republicans like this dude. All they want to do is just get the Republican on the Supreme Court, so they can go about doing their thing. And this is this gonna be the Handmaid's Tale for real? It's gonna be just a whole bunch of repression and just sadness and anger. Did y'all, did y'all see that that uh the, 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 I believe the CNN news story of the of the Old white biddies, the real housewives, or where the hell they were, uh talking about how just you know just yeah, you know, so he grew up the girl, just you know what what boy hasn't done that in their teenage years, just um well, me, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I didn't get close to a lot of girls in my younger days, and just I think I think you say the same thing for a lot of. Guys around that time, they're very awkward around girls. So the last thing they want to do is just molest them. And then, of course, uh, Brett Kavanaugh appeared on Fox News to uh, to basically say, "Hey, none of this is true. I've never assaulted or harassed any woman or any girl because I was a virgin for many years thereafter." First off, if that is true, which just so sounds like it's not, if it is true, then you know, it does... And if... You know, if thinking, let's think back... Guys, let's think back to those days when you were young and if you didn't have sex, you just felt like a loser and you just felt awful and nobody liked you and just stuff. What, don't you think a guy who... Who was a virgin and didn't have sex for years thereafter would do some, uh, some, some desperate, extreme stuff like say, uh, hold a girl down and put her, put his hand over her mouth, just so he could get some. <sighs> just, Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, well, and then. And then today, this is this is why it was hard for me to come up with notes, because just like right when I was trying to prepare, trying to figure out what else to talk about tonight. Here comes Trump. Here comes Trump out of nowhere. You know, dropping, uh, just showing up, giving one of his, his great performances, his press conference, which apparently went over well. Because uh, he... He just insulted most of the press, who I believe he called a dude who was Kurdish, Mr. Kurd, and he was talking about how George Washington would uh would would never be supported by the Democrats. I don't think he'd be supported by Democrats, but then because didn't he own slaves? That's just just one And also, didn't he have wooden teeth and? Black mistresses, yeah, I, or I'm just thinking Ben Franklin or somebody. Just, oh man, oh uh, what else? And then he, what, what else did he say? Uh, oh, he's a famous person because, and he just, just say, hey, hey, I'm famous. I've been through a lot, and just, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly trying to. Figure out how the hell we get to this point. How do we get to this point, people? You know, we're supposed to be a democratic nation. We're supposed to be a, a group of people who, you know, we may have different opinions, but uh, we try to do do what's right for the best for our society. And, and then nothing's going for that way. Nothing, nothing's going that way at all. It is quite depressing. And, uh, that that also is is quite depressing for the women folk because it it just seems now even more now, now, especially with the the times up movement and, uh, you know, me too and everything like people just, just, it seems women are get, are just, uh, less and less, uh, Understood, less and less appreciated, uh, less and less respected, because it just it, it just it seems it doesn't matter what you know if they say because that's that's the whole thing when you know everybody's talking about hey this happened so long ago why should what he did back then reflect who he is now because stuff that happened back then reflects who you are now just like if you attacked a a woman. 20 or 30 some odd years ago you know that that kind of it kind of represents who you are and who you became just like this in or you know where you're harassed assaulted a woman or or, or exposing genitals and first of all I don't even know how why how that happens like guys just feeling so confident about their junk that they just need to expose themselves in some setting. <sighs> women, I'm gonna tell you this right now, and 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 be and honest, uh just thinking about if women actually listen to this show. Y'all y'all need to make some drastic changes. Just I mean the whole reason this is happening in the first place is because yeah, you know, there are men in power who just don't respect what women have to say. It just—it just always comes down to that point. They just see it as sexual objects or just something uh, to fill, or just they don't care about your rights, your reproductive rights. They don't care about your opinions. Y'all need to get together. You don't have to announce it or anything, it can be in secret. And basically um try to find a way to retaliate and I have and I have a solution for that. If 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 you don't mind me um passing this over to you. Yeah, you know, excuse me for if this is mansplaining, whatever the hell this is. Uh y'all need to find a bunch of Of middle-aged black women. Middle-aged, I would say, single or divorced black women with kids who work, I would say, at least two jobs. Uh, Get them while they're just getting off their shift, Um, get them all together. Go to the White House or the halls of Congress and tell them to just slap the hell out of all the old white men they see. Just just smack them upside the head. You know, they're they're, they're work they're working class women. They, they don't care. Just like just Just get them all together, get a whole big bus of them. Just tell them to sp- to just, 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 just scatter around and have them go in there and storm the castle. Just smacking them, just smacking all these old white men up and down. Just the, 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 these so-called uh, politicians and just because that's because I really think that's what a lot of these men need. Just just black ladies, just to, you don't care. It's like. They got kids at home. They keep on these kids keep, uh, uh, you know, uh, pressuring them to buy them Jordans and just trying to, you know, they're always getting on the nerves. Just like I told you to come back here at eleven o'clock. It's just like whatever. I'm just and and just, they're just tired. They're just tired. Their feet hurts. They got corns. Not no. They're not their feet. Their feet. Their feet hurt, they got corns, they got bunions. They got a deal with the dude, the, the guy at, you know, their boss at at the work. Just 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 barking orders and they also got a deal uh, with that bitch. You know that bitch, the the, the every black woman who, ha- who works hard, has that bitch at work you just don't like, and they got to deal with her and her smiling ass all day. And just, you need, you white women, you need some black women in your life. White women, uh, Asian women, just wh- women get together. Get this program started where y'all come together and just say I'm not going to deal with this male patriarchal Stuff anymore, and just dudes just controlling everything. Cause let me tell you something. some of the best bosses I've ever had are women, and I would gladly work for for women again. Cause you know I don't have to, cause you know, you know cause when you do we have to, we work under a guy. I guess I gotta say no homo at this point. But when you work under a guy, it's like the competition or whatever, and just everything. Well, A woman just like you know she got her problem so she's not even thinking about how you you, you're, you how you fare into her life and everything so she's just like doing your her her job and doing your job and just works together like that so <sighs> but uh but yeah i'm i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm i'm waiting for like you know uh, women just get together and just just start a riot. That's what y'all need to do. Just start a riot. Just start, you know, go go back to to your go back to the burning bras days. Just not just burn bras. Just burn, spanks. burn, burn spanks. burn swimsuits that uh that uh that, that 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 don't flatter you. Um, just 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 burn, and and we burn, use uh aerosol hairspray because this is everything just oh man burn uh burn uh louis uh, louboutin shoes i've never been a fan of high heels so y'all go ahead and burn that uh what else uh, just just yeah just burn a whole lot of stuff just just get just get the burning just get something going i would gladly love to see of uh, uh, just a, just a, uh, just a bunch of females come together and, and, and form a resistance and just take over DC and just hilarious. It's all man and because and, you know, just like I just like to see white dudes scared. Just if it wasn't for Ronan Pharaoh, just keep on dropping these 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 uh, investigative classics. Yeah, you know, I would not be enjoying myself as much. But if you just add some, 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 some uh, women just ready to fight, yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh, Jesus! All right, uh, uh, before I before I get into this, uh, shout out to Jan, the the woman at uh, HEB on West Alabama. Who uh, serves out cheese samples? I read. I I thought I mentioned her on a show. I may, may have, but I just like want to shout her out again. Jan, you you, you serve great uh, pieces of cheese on 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 crackers. Yeah, and and I'm glad you're there to, to pass those on to me. All right, real quickly. Um, I'm 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 still kind of a movie critic and I still review movies here and there. And um just the uh, past couple of nights ago, you know, some interesting things happened. Uh on Monday I went to see a movie here you know, The Western and uh I liked the I liked it well the sisters let's call it the sisters brothers is a a good movie. But um yeah, I was sitting next to a uh, a black couple who felt the need to have their own running commentary throughout the whole movie, and it was just, it was just embarrassing, annoying, and unfortunately, I was not drunk, so I couldn't tell them to shut up. And just something, even something, I was thinking, should I tell these people to, you know, in a very loud manner to shut up? But then I realized, hey, here's a good idea. I'll just move because it's gotten to that point now because I've seen movies. Uh, it's going to movie screen for so damn long. I'm just like I'm not gonna let people who are talking uh, interfere with me trying to. I, I mean, it's gotten to point now where just like I want to be. I'm so I want be so completely comfortable in movie theaters. I just uh I, I, I lay out. I lay out. You know, I get three seats, and cause you know they got the the you know the the armrest that move. I just lay out and just cause. And so I just went way out in the front seats and just laid out and just and just watched it and just that was a more um, appealing experience for me. And then the next night, here's here's where the fun stuff. Because next night I saw Smallfoot. Uh, you know, <laughs> one of these days I'll tell you how I feel about Smallfoot. But uh, I went up there. I went up way at the top, and. Uh, you know, uh, and I and I I took my seat and this girl uh looked at me and she was uh, first she waved, which I was like, oh, she waved at me and I sat down and she just turned around looking, How are you? And I'm like, Hey and she said, Uh, so how's your day? I'm like Good and just uh, it's it's whatever. It's like why is this? Little girl talking me. Little girls really... T- children rarely talk to me because I look scary and, and, and you know and salty and everything, and so uh, so. Uh, right when right, right, she was asking what qu- her asking a question, her uh, mother and her and her little sister, uh, uh, I think came back from the bathroom, went in their seat, and the and the little sister went straight to the point like, hey, would you like some chocolate? I thought she was offering me some some chocolate. She had like. Uh, okay i'll taste some chocolate yeah it'll be two dollars and it turns out that they were selling uh that well the the one the girl uh from the beginning she was selling the world's finest chocolate i don't know if y'all are aware of world finest chocolate which is um so incorrect because it's not the world's fine it, it's very it is a very uh, mediocre chocolate bar because they, they they always sell them in two in 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 two two choices, uh, dark chocolate and almond. And I got the almond and there was barely any almonds in the, cause she, she also, she got me on a good day when I actually had uh, paper currency in my wallet. So it's just like, I gave her, I said, screw it. Just I like gave her $2. And the funny part was when, uh, she went over to this other guy who was sitting, uh, in front of her, like, uh, in the next row. Hey, would you like some some chocolate the the girl at uh, the beginning, and, and the guy said uh no i don't eat junk food and meanwhile he's got like a big ass tub of popcorn in this huge silo of uh of of uh of soda and, and she you know she's she, she's relentless she's pouring out but you're eating popcorn well like yeah i like i don't eat uh you know uh junk food and i just I'm more of a milk chocolate person. Well, you know, the almond has has milk chocolate Well, you know, just like about um I'm, I'm I'm a millennial. Yes, he said this. He actually said that. He said, Well, I am I'm a millenn- I'm a millennial and millennials uh don't have uh cash on them. Just like when you get older you learn that uh, you know, millennials uh don't you know, they don't have paper currency. He actually said that. Like millennials don't have paper currency. I'm like, dude, you say no. Why the hell are you Doing this goofy ass. I don't just. I don't know if you're trying to be funny, trying to be charming, or you just you or you just trying to give the most drawn out rejection of chocolate bars I've ever witnessed. Oh, uh, he didn't buy any chocolate. But and by the way, like as, as all through small foot, he he he. he you know, right when exciting him he was clapping for some reason. So the dude who, who don't eat junk food and, and, and is a, and don't carry paper currency because he's a millennial. Uh was was clapping. I, I don't even get people clapping during movies. Alright, twenty four minutes. Okay, that was that was amazing. Okay. Um let's get this going. This is without question the most uh, truly transparent uh, show on uh, KPFT. This is the Sour Hour. Let's let's do this. And for some reason, this isn't playing right now. Trying to get this going because I got my playlist going. What's going on. Oh, here we go.
3: Got a lot on my mind. I'm thinking I'm needing a break. The clip, the clutter, the man. Can I get a minute? Because it's a spaceman. You've in my head playing games, man. Give me way to control it. Got me feeling like I can't breathe. I can't even hang with the homie. No reason not to trust me. I'm your lady, not a slave. You my nigga and I'm a messer. I'll escape thinking who can run to Got me looking for a new dude With a chill vibe, who a nice time Who can lay back, who don't pick fights, who ain't insecure Yeah Why you gotta be so insecure? Yeah When I did all I could do But you be wanting more
4: Why well, you can't get above my back?
3: And I can take a lot of sh, but I won't take that. Been a long time, maybe home. I've been away. Work got me in and out of state. Don't know what you're doing. Wanna watch your doing You got things in your face. i never let you go to waste. You're my treasure, baby, not my trash. About to make a <laughs> this pass Why well, treat you like a trophy? Control freak I tell you that's better than no free. Find someone better, you can go free Stop tripping, girl, you know me I'm your homie, don't cut it off We done said it all and we done it all I want it all for myself Sorry if I'm coming off Insecure Oh yeah, yeah oh. Why you gotta be so insecure? Yeah When I did all I could do, but you'll be wanting more. And while you can't get above my back, and I can take a lot of sh, but I won't take that. Uh, uh. Don't you know the trust is important? Ever heard of that? Is it boring to you? Was a good time really boring to you? you be young and should night. I was trying to find you a bully or lover. Are you my man or my big brother? Baby, something wrong with this pigeon. You make it hard to want to stay. but you help me? Your lady, not a slave. You my nigga, not my master. I'll escape. Thinking who can run to. Got me looking for a new dude. I'm a good girl, but you're reaching. About to make me. Give you reason to be insecure. Oh. oh, oh, oh. You gotta be so into so Yeah, when I did all I could do, but you be wanting, but more. you be wanting more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And while you can't, you can't get above my bed and yeah. I can take a lot of sh but, but I won't take, take that. that. No, I won't take that no more
4: I'll be the right kind of love, baby. Can't you see? I'm gonna treat you the right kind of way. You know it, so come on, girl, stay. Yeah, right.
0: This is the Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Cancelled, a.k.a. Uh, Uncle Krizzle's Cry Hour. Let's, uh, my, and I am Craig D. Lindsay, a.k.a. Uncle Krizzle, a.k.a. Black Larry David, a.k.a. Dark Bojack Horseman, a.k.a. Uh, young Two Piece of Frenchies, a.k.a. and this is for Nebu upstairs, Black Costanza. Go ahead and hashtag that. And you're listening to this show on the KPFT HD 2. Not 3, 2. Uh, if you want to get at me on Twitter and other social media platforms. yeah, You, you, you just use Twitter anyway. Uh, it's Uncle UncleKrizzle, uh, U-N-C-L-E-C-R-I-Z-Z-L-E. Uh, you can hashtag the Sour Hour if you want to. Just let me know you're listening. And if you want to listen to archive episodes, go to Mixcloud.com slash Uh Let me uh, tell you what I played just now. Uh, first up, way at the top, uh, that was Insecure uh, from the TV show Insecure from uh, season two of uh, Insecure. Um that uh, that was from Jasmine Sullivan and Bryson Tiller, two of uh, two of my uh, favorite uh, artists working the scene. And uh, after that, that was uh, "Don't Look Back" from Telepop Music. That was from uh, the L Word soundtrack. Never really watched the L Word, but uh, just uh, I, I remember hearing that um, one day at a at a diner. I think, oh, that's that sounds good. Where's that from and I uh, looked up looked looked it up and it was on this uh, soundtrack, so I I snagged that. And after that, uh that we went way back in the nineties uh for uh the song The Right Kind of Love by uh former teen heartthrob Jeremy Jordan from the Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh soundtrack. Gotta say you 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 can always tell it's a '90s track just the way it was. It was kind of like weekly mixed. Just it was there. Was just like tracks from the '90s. I don't know what it is. Just like they were mixed in such a a low, uh, unappealing manner, as opposed to now, where just like you just hit your eardrums. But uh, yeah, I was a big fan of that song, and also a big fan of the video. If you you gotta track down the video for the right kind of love, because um. They were wearing a lot of uh, pants that is what is referred to today as mom jeans, but you know back then that was the style, was like beagle boy jeans. It was very loose and baggy, but it's like it's it's the mom jeansiest video you'll ever see. And why the hell am I playing uh, tracks from uh, TV shows? Because, uh, uh, damn it, we're gonna talk about TV today. T V today. Ah oh, man, T V today. We're gonna to talk about television and everything, which has a lot of uh LGBTQ content. Which uh, uh that's cool. I mean, yeah, I'm I think that thing I'm thinking about Bert and Ernie from last week. How everybody was talking about them being gay. I'm like, dude, they're just Muppets. Pretty sure the kids are just cool with them being Muppets. you don't need to put labels on them. Freaking Muppets. Let it go. But, uh, we're going to talk about TV today and today with my guest. Who? Uh, let me just uh, track down his contact info. And, uh, let me uh, let's get him on the phone. see if I can FaceTime him. Yeah, copy this. Uh hold on. Uh, just uh, see if I can get this pen working. Oh, okay, here we go. Kind of. See if he's... See if I can get him here. Hello. Hello. Trying trying to, try to FaceTime you here. Yeah, here we go. Hello. Ken, how you doing, man?
2: All right. It's good to good to see you.
0: Oh, I'm glad, It's It's great to see you too, sir. Yeah. I'm right. a
2: fan of your work. I'm very, very pleased to be talking with you.
0: I'm extremely pleased to be talking to you. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't know, who tonight's guest is—it's—he uh, is a uh, a veteran critic, uh, a veteran critic at large. I always loved that title that you had over there in the Weekly Critic Club because you because you review many uh, facets of uh, arts and culture. Uh, you, you've, uh, re- reviewed television, uh, for, uh, for various, uh, for the Entertainment Weekly, I believe, and also for, a uh, Philadelphia Inquirer. That's right, yep. And, uh, and you've reviewed, uh, movies, uh, for, uh, New York Magazine. And, yep. uh, you, you currently also, uh, review, uh, music for, uh, Fresh Air, a, uh, something you've done for years. And you also now... The uh, TV critic over at Yahoo. Uh, you've also written a book on Scarface. That's right. People like you know if he's trying that book. If for any f- uh, fans of Scarface out there, he, he wrote a book called Scarface many years ago. Uh, Ken Tucker, welcome to the Sour Hour, sir.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I like I like your music choices.
0: Oh well, thank you. Appreciate that. Just you know, trying to uh, go with the theme. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's always, um, well, it's just like, I've followed you for so long and just, I, and you know, back when I had a job at a daily paper, once I contacted you a couple of times for you and stuff and I was always uh, glad you you did that for me. And just like, it wasn't it, recently, I was just wanting to just like, cause when I grew up, uh, especially wanting to be a journalist, um, one of the, uh, magazines I, read and actually uh had sent to the house was entertainment weekly and one of the things that often kept me uh just scouring through it on a on a weekly basis was the stuff you wrote and i you know followed your stuff here here's how much i i know about your work is because i don't know if we ever talked about this Cause, and this was before you moved from Entertainment Weekly to do movies for uh, New York magazine because there was that brief po- uh, point in the mid 90s when all of a sudden you you just started reviewing movies. Mm-hmm. and I just it just was didn't know what was going on there because I know Owen Gleiberman and Alicia Schwartzbaum had that area unlock and everything. So right. I know if you were like trying to create an exit plan, by just reviewing a lot of movies, at that point, I just wanted to do it.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to do it. Um, I I always wanted to I always wanted to use that at large title I had to mm. write a lot more about books and stuff. And and I just you know got that job offer from uh, uh, New York Magazine, and it just seemed like I'd been doing TV for a long time at EW, and it seemed like a good adventure. Uh, wasn't something I stayed with. I eventually went back to Entertainment Weekly, but uh, you know, it was a, it was, a, I like stretching that muscle a little bit about writing about a movie.
0: And, and I'm just seeing, um, let's see here, because I, I wanted, when I thought about doing a show talking about uh, the fall TV season. I thought you uh would be an interesting person to talk to about that, and um when I started hitting you up uh by email about uh coming on the show uh and uh, seeing what we we're gonna talk about you uh kind of had a response that uh that was kind of like uh that was kind of music to my ears a little bit. 'cause uh-huh. Because you seem yeah. to be quite uh, cynical with the new season or just television in general these days.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, I got to think that like today, after an hour and a half of Trump, uh, you know, uh, with his paranoid self-aggrandizement with the Brett Kavanaugh hearings tomorrow, with the conviction of Bill Cosby yesterday, the fall TV season is like so low on my sense of priorities and what's, you know, buzzing around in my head that uh, that, yeah, that was like part of my reaction. Also, I mean, let me just tell you this. I'm writing three reviews this week. Yesterday I reviewed, um, um, it was three, three remakes. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to be reviewing Murphy Brown. Yesterday was Magnum. Friday will be Last Man Standing, and so these are like three of the biggest fall shows. I mean, it's just ridiculous that these rather pathetic reboots of shows are, are, are the stuff that's you know getting the most attention.
0: Well, because uh, it, and it, it made me want to delve more into like you know, when we started talking about we started talking about this through email about is there a sense, especially for for someone like you who's been doing this for a long time that are you getting burnt out or is it just, is this this overabundance of too much television?
2: Well, there's, there's too much television. It's not humanly possible anymore to keep up with absolutely everything that premieres. I mean, I'm only now halfway through that new Netflix series, Maniac,
0: Mm. uh,
2: And, you know, I didn't even review it because I just didn't get around to doing it. Uh, There's just so many, so many hours and hours of television, especially with with Netflix. So the job has become much more uh, selective. You know, at at Entertainment Weekly, one of the things I liked doing was uh, negative reviews of stuff that I didn't like that I knew I could write about in an entertaining way. And there's no longer any real reason to pick out bad shows and try to make interesting arguments about why this stuff is bad or make amusing jokes about bad shows because there's just so much TV that's either, you know, good to great, uh, that needs to be covered. So there's a whole sort of part of TV criticism that I no longer even practice, um, and in a way, I I miss that. I miss the, the job being more contained. But in another way, you know, I I agree that we're living in some kind of new golden age of television in terms of quality.
0: Well, I the reason why is music to my ears because I kind of feel the same way you do in terms of just there's just this 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 overabundance of television that's that's interesting yeah. and everything. But it, it, you're right, it is. Kind of impossible. I mean, I have no idea how other people do it. Cause like, I mean, I was just thinking about the shows that premiered on uh, Netflix a couple of weeks ago. There was, like you said, Maniac, the Emma Stone, Jonah Hill Show, and then American Vandal, and BoJack Horseman, and that Norm MacDonald show. And they all come in, in seasons and everything. And I'm just like, I got stuff to do. Right. I got things to deal with, to work on. I got to make a living. Yep. I ain't got time to sit around and and just watch television all the time, all over, and it's just like it's it's just this crazy. Like I I don't understand how it's it's gotten to this point now where TV and, and that's another thing because I don't know if if you want to speak on it, but I remember a time when if you enjoyed watching TV or if you wrote about TV. Uh, you were looked down upon. Like TV, you know, writing about TV, or uh, just just enjoying TV was not considered a cool thing, right? And it's, it's it's crazy how it's gone this complete 180, where it's just like there's people there's you know, you know, there's there's people making you know living as recappers, and there's websites where they you can where you can read uh, recaps of shows you just saw. Yeah. I mean,
2: I started out in newspapers when, uh, first of all, being a critic was somewhere below being a sports writer and the hierarchy of newspaper writing. And then certainly the, the classy job was to be the movie critic. And if you didn't have the chops to do that, then, you know, maybe you could review some TV shows or maybe you could be the rock critic. And so I kind of I started out as a music critic. That's, I I love doing that. But at a certain point um, I got tired of going to concerts, going to seeing the same shows, seeing the same acts come around year after year when you're a newspaper critic, you have to, you know, go to all these shows all the time. And I kind of sided, sidled into televisions in a, in a way that I hadn't really planned on doing it. But then once I was there, I realized this is virgin territory. I mm. could really I could really do what I want here because you, you could, there was who was there really that was writing interestingly about TV. There was like John Leonard was writing interestingly about TV. Um, they really, you know, the the main like at, at the time in uh, newspapers of The New York Times, there was just deadly dull criticism yeah. of television. Um, and same thing at the LA times, it was just, you know, it was, it was really, uh, it was really easy to get my feet wet and, and establish my own style and really say to myself, this is, I can do stuff that nobody else is doing, Yeah, uh, without, you know, without sounding vain about it. I really felt like I could carve out my own territory.
0: It's yeah. Cause back when I was growing up, uh, cause I, I want to be a critic, but I figured, but I, I thought I want to be a TV critic. Cause I, cause as you just said, you can do so much. You can, you can just play with the entire medium and right. just ride. Like, like a lot of my favorite uh, TV critics, guys like you and James Wolcott and that was Mitchell. And as I saw, and I, as I grew up, I I, I read uh, Harlan Ellison's Glass Tea column. Just people who just you know didn't just didn't do like a whole straightforward uh, review or something. They talked about so many different things within the review and just talking about things. And 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 even then, like television, there was so much going on in television. You talk about things that people weren't necessarily talking about. And you can find things that you can champion and root for, and, and so just like it, there was like a lot of space, right? To to, to you know just just to uh, talk about and, and 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 dissect and everything, and now it's just like it's just so spacious now, and there's so many people doing it. I mean, it just seems to be this 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 overcrowded field
2: yes everybody's a tv critic and i can no longer i used to talk to just regular civilians and they would say you know what should i be watching and i could have some sense by asking them a couple of questions get a a gauge on their taste but now that is no longer true now uh, a lot of times people will bring up shows that i haven't seen uh, that you know they'll they'll just know from endless hours exploring nooks and crannies of netflix or hulu and it's just become it's become territory that's there's a lot of people working in this territory and i mean to i think you were talking earlier about women being the uh savior of uh, political life um i think uh women there're more interesting young women critics in writing tv criticism right now uh that are really, really expanding the field in a way that I find really interesting and exciting. It's like, I learn a lot when I read somebody like, uh, Jen Chaney, on, oh, yeah. uh, Kristen Baldwin, who, uh, occupies my space now at entertainment weekly is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just, uh, I just find a lot of that, that sort of opening the, the, the field to, uh, women is really, really crucial and important and great.
0: Yeah, I believe like when you left the Entertainment Weekly, was one of the the critics who uh, took your place was one of the writers was uh, Gill- Gillian Flynn, who would go on right. to yeah. write Gone Girl and all these uh, novels that turn into movies and everything. And just, uh, well, I mean, is is there anything that uh, you are champion championing this season, or just something you want to talk about? In the, in the brief time that we have? Well,
2: I mean, if you ask me what my favorite show right now is, I have to say it's Better Call Saul, which I yep. think is having a great, great season. Um, I'm really liking this season of Insecure. I think it's, you know, I thought maybe it would take a dip in quality in some way, but it hasn't. And I just watched the uh, season premiere of Black Lightning.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And to me, that's like... That's a show that's a little bit under the radar. I don't see enough people writing about what a strong show that is. Like the, the season premiere has this really uh, nice performance by Bill Duke uh, in it, or I haven't seen in a while. And uh, during a fight scene, they play flashlight. You know, solid P funk. Uh, I was just like, it's the most sort of enjoyable, conventional network show, and certainly the best. Uh, superhero show, I think, on TV. So it's like, you know, you, you got to find your pleasure where you can find it these days and you and you have to sort of root around. And there are lots of things that people love that I don't really care about that much. Like I wasn't a big Killing Eve fan. I know you like BoJack Horseman. I'm not a, like a huge BoJack fan. Um, it, it, it's a weird thing to me. There's a lot of, I feel like, that sort of top tier of TV criticism right now, there's a sort of a herd mentality where critics as a body get together and anoint something as, you know, this is, these are shows you have to watch. And it's almost the opposite of what film critics, film critics are like, you know, a bunch of people who are ornery and always want to disagree with each other. And it's almost the opposite with, uh, with a lot of TV critics these days. I don't know why It's it's a funny thing.
0: Ah oh, man, don't even get me started on film Twitter. But um, <laughs> where can people uh, reach you? Just uh, plug yourself. Let me let people know where where you' out there.
2: Yeah, I'm at. Uh, I write reviews for uh, Yahoo Entertainment, and uh, I'm on Twitter at at Ken Tucker, and I'm on uh, NPR Fresh Air doing music reviews every week. So uh, yeah, I'm around.
0: And you're also on Twitter and uh, Instagram.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, just Ken Tucker. That's it.
0: Ken, yeah, Ken Tucker. Okay, I believe Ken Tucker thirteen on Instagram. But
2: oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. see, okay. you know me better than I do.
0: Ah, well, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. If you ever need me to look for an old uh, Entertainment Weekly piece for you, I'm, already, I'm you, always here.
2: You can find things in, that I can't even find my own stuff. It's yeah. I'm extremely impressed with your powers of investigation. So thank you.
0: I always, I, you know, I'm still a big fan of yours, man. So uh thank you very much and, tr- and you you have a good night now. You too. Thanks a lot. All right, have a good night. bye. All right, that's it for me. Uh stay tuned uh for Flight Squad Radio. All that's missing is you. Uh Flash Gordon Park Show is going on over at the main studio. Until then this is Craig D. Lindsay Sand, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, you, me, and, and some motion lotion. Have a good have a good night.